0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Thursday morning. He tried to tell us. He really tried to tell us. And if we wanted to channel Stephen A. Smith, LeBron, tongue planted firmly in cheek, he is a bald man, and he is a bad man. Nearly a triple-double, A.D., 38 points in 34 minutes. Ho-hum, a little efficiency there. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. J. Will was all part of the NBA countdown, a part of the finals coverage last night. He will join us this morning in just an hour. And as soon as he gets here at 7 Eastern, I want to get his thoughts on his first word on the NBA Finals game one. He had the last word last night on television. Keyshawn is here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, including Vince Carter will get his thoughts. VC, an ESPN NBA analyst, newly minted, he'll be with us at 8:45 to get his thoughts on the finals. Let's get your thoughts. Essentially, right off the bat, why did the Lakers win this game last night in such convincing fashion?
2: Well, first of all, they won because the dude that's not here in that chair over there to my left is Jason Williams, and so he has his jersey with that he that he always asked me for as a kid when he stood outside the Meadowlands and. You know, and, and wanted to get my autograph. And I also uh, put two trading cards with signatures there. So he's going to wear that jersey for our bet. That's a Pac-12 All-Century team uh, jersey that I was given to a couple years ago when I made the All-Century team. So I'm going to put him in that jersey, and he'll wear it the entire show. He has his two trading cards that, he, you know, he tried to get my signature back right. when he was a kid. Mint condition?
1: So, are those cards still in quote-unquote min, mint min con- condition? Mint
2: condition. The okay. corners are perfect. Real signature, the whole deal. So... He'll be wearing that, and then we'll talk a little Lakers basketball. But when you look at the game from last night, you, you got to go to the bench, and that was one of the things that I think a lot of people, we knew what we were going to get from the big guns. We knew we'd get the 34, and the, and, we, and we'd and get the triple-double from a LeBron James, but who else was going to chip in? That was key to us. Who, who's going to chip in? When you talk about the way that they played uh, last series the, the, against the Celtics, they played a, a heavy zone, so – We needed to be able to penetrate and dish and who would take the shots. We knocked down 15 threes. So when you start to look at those sort of things, you say, okay, where do we get that from? How does our bench contribute? You get 54 rebounds to 36, you're going to win – most of those, you, you should win all of the games, right? I mean, you're no you crashing the boards like that. So I think the bench with Rondo being on the floor, facilitating, allowing LeBron James to be LeBron James, not just a point guard, that also helps the situation. So it was big in terms of that. Now, a lot of people will say, okay, you look at the injury factor to the to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got, they got a, two banged up players, all right? They got banged up after we made the run. We were down by, I think, double-digit 13 points heading into the second quarter. And we came out at halftime with the lead, and we never looked back.
1: No doubt about it. Just to button up those two injuries, if you didn't see it last night, Goran Dragic, who is 34 years old, has a – foot issue in his left foot, that according to Wodes. the only reason I mention he's 34, obviously, is he's had such a great relationship with Jimmy Butler, and Butler's gone out of his way to say what a great addition he has been, but obviously, with the left foot injury, that's going to put some things into question. He's the oldie but goodie, and on the young side, Bam Adebayo with a shoulder injury, x-rays were negative, but Coach Spo said he didn't know if Adebayo's injury was new, or an aggravation of a previous one, because he had been battling that. You mentioned the 34 points for Anthony Davis. This is LeBron James last night's 50th NBA Finals game. All the attention should have been on LeBron, the big 5-0 in the NBA Finals. But he wanted to make sure, as he has all season long, as he led the league in assists for the first time, let me dish the credit to Anthony Davis.
3: I don't feel anything I expected out of him. Didn't need to give him no advice. Uh, we've been preparing for this moment all season. He's been preparing for this moment all season. And I'm happy to be on the same floor with him in the same uniform. And uh, he was, a, once again, an a force. Every facet of the game, both offensively and defensively.
1: By the way, LeBron, one assist shy of a triple-double himself.
2: Well, I call it a triple-double, <laughs> we'll, right? We'll give it to he, him. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I just, okay, I'll take one of the rebounds away and slide it to the assist, right? Instead of having rebounds. 13 boards, I'll give him 12. Okay. I call it a triple-double. You're gotcha. too close, right? <laughs> I understand we want to be precise and on point. We don't want people saying, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I get it, but that's a triple-double to me, right? I mean, at the end, we can find a hockey pass or two and give him that assist as sure. well if we choose to do so. I think when you look at... Anthony Davis, and you look at the situation, this is kind of what Laker fans have been waiting for with him all season long. Just take over. Just dominate. And he's, for the most part, throughout these playoffs, except maybe a game and a half that you could probably find throughout the playoffs where it was like lackluster performance by Anthony Davis. But for the most part, Z, he's been cooking. He's been doing A pretty great job, especially late in games when he gets his butt on the blocks. When he decides to start to play on the blocks late in games, he's just a force to be reckoned with. You can't do anything with his size. On the perimeter, the shot selection is impeccable. The one problem that I have with it is when he's down low, sometimes he takes the ball at the point of the elbow and tries to shoot the jumper instead of going down and being a force and getting an and one. That that part I don't necessarily like. But... what do I know? I'm not a basketball guy, right? Well,
1: that's why we'll have Jay Will here when he puts on snugly. looks like a medium, all Pac-12, all-century jersey. You know, it'll fit, it's going to fit
2: perfect him. for him. Man, I don't want – he's going to have to go in, the, go in the closet and take off whatever he has on. He's wearing that jersey. He's going to put it on. I want him no excuses.
1: It looks like we've got a pair of uh, old-school tops or upper deck or Fleer or Donruss, if you're old enough with me, on the sides, on the shoulder pad. So, key letting it go for the Pac-12, all-century team. There's a little bit of a bet. Jay said that he thought the Heat would win game one. And I'm sure he regretted that pretty quickly after he did jump out to a quick start, but then clearly. But, but the he's not the
2: only down. one that decided to challenge me. Our, one of our, our main bosses, who obviously signed off, is Dave Roberts. Be careful, who, he's the big boss. So yeah, you know, big real boss. careful. He's okay. a big boss. Okay. Signed off on our show. I don't for want to do this solo until 7 o'clock. To get okay. together. <laughs> He lost the bet, too. I just haven't figured out what to do with him yet.
1: But in Dave's defense, and I'm always going to back up the boss, so I'm just being the company guy, a little brown-nosing. That's okay.
2: He did say the series, No, no, no. No, he gave me the game on an email. He gave me the game, too. He ain't getting away with that. In the
1: staff meeting, he said he liked the Heat. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let me ask you this real quick. You had the Lakers— uh, in five, you kind of gave the Heat one game. Can they get it? Can Jimmy Butler just will them to a victory? He obviously got a little banged up last night as well, rolling the ankle. Are you going to modify this and make this a sweep with game two coming Friday night on ABC? Yeah, it's
2: probably, it's probably, the broom is probably <laughs> out the closet, right? I mean, it's it, they got the injury problem going, and I think that the Lakers have a recipe now. It's only so much you can do to slow them down. And I think that the he gave their best shot, Z. I mean, like, Come on, man, seriously. Like when you looked at the beginning of the season, the Miami Heat was nowhere to be found. This is a Cinderella story. Right. It's it's okay, we we like it. It's Coach Riles, the general manager, president of the team. It's Spolce. He does a great job coaching. Jimmy Butler, we're cheering for him. We, 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 we like Jimmy Butler because we love his attitude and we love the, 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 the things that he brings to the table. But in the end, they were not supposed to be here. You you can't expect a team that wasn't supposed to be here to give a team like the Lakers a run for its money. It's just it was either for me, it was Boston, and to a degree, I guess you could say it would have been Milwaukee just because of the Giannis MVP factor, but I didn't I never really felt convinced that Milwaukee would even be able to beat the Lakers even if they got there. I'm not falling into the Giannis uh trap of Giannis, oh, he's the M V P yeah, but you can't win championships by dunking basketballs all the time. You gotta have some other stuff with your game.
1: Last word on that, and that would just be, if you take a look at the Miami Heat's regular season record, they won 44 games. You know how many games the Sixers won? We dump on the Sixers all day long, they won 43 games. I understand matchups are all about the playoffs, and that's why Miami advanced, but also consider we're old enough to remember when divisions mattered in the NBA. Now it doesn't matter at all, it's just conference standings, but if you look at Miami's division, they were the only team to finish over it, 500. Those it, are the teams you're gonna play more than anybody else.
2: And there's there's gonna be people that say if this game, if they stayed healthy, the game would have been different. No, it wasn't going to be any different. No. They, they were going to roll because that's just where they're at right now. And that's, you know, that's why I said yesterday, okay, all you people that talking about they going to game one, all them young shooters. I mean, Tyler Hero and them, they cool, but this is too big for them. I mean, it's just, it, you got too big. Big dudes that's top five in the NBA. Ain't no way they're going down to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could add uh, Flash and Bosch last night. It wouldn't have made a difference. Quick reminder, who is more important to the Lakers, AD or LeBron? Let us know. Let your voice be heard as a part of the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr pepper twitter feed espn nation presented by dr pepper it's official college football's back so is your favorite dr pepper loving college football town that of course is fansville head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice cold 20 ounce dr pepper again hit us up key j and z that is the twitter feed more important lebron or ad still to come do two wins in a baseball round of the playoffs that never existed before vindicate two years of cheating we'll chat about that next
3: your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot com.
1: Go from A to Z, and we'll begin with three more letters. The NFL, I'm sure you heard about this huge story, first postponement. Due to COVID-19 outbreak in the Titans facility, the NFL announcing that the Steelers-Titans game set for early Sunday afternoon in Nashville will not be played on Sunday. The league citing, quote, additional time for further daily COVID-19 testing. The league will announce shortly whether the game will be rescheduled for Monday or perhaps even Tuesday, the Titans have had four players and five team personnel test positive for the coronavirus since Tuesday. They played the Minnesota Vikings over the weekend. The Vikings will open their facility back open today with, quote, very enhanced protocols whatever that means, but obviously they are siding on caution, but the Vikings facility will be open. A couple of baseball notes as we're going to get right into the postseason, an unprecedented postseason. Let's start in the National League. Freddie Freeman ended the longest scoreless game in postseason history with a walk-off single in the 13th. Braves over the Reds, runs at a premium, <coughs> one nothing. Keys Dodgers scored two runs on a bases loaded walk in the first. Mookie had an RBI double in the second, 4-2 over the Brewers who actually got in to the playoffs with the losing record. Welcome back to the postseason for the Marlins. They beat the Cubs 5-1, their first playoff win since Game 6 of the 03 World Series. Shout-out to Josh Beckett and the Cardinals. Welcome the Padres back to the postseason. Key, of course, a California sports fan across the board, knows that uh, the Padres hadn't made the playoffs in 14 years. 7-4 winners for the Redbirds. Five more games today, four in the NL, Oakland and the White Sox. In the AL, the winner gets the Houston Astros in the division round speaking of the Astros Houston along with the Yankees and the Rays all advanced to the American League division series with sweeps of their own the Yankees upset Cleveland another great offensive night grand slam from Gio Urshela second straight night they just unloaded offensively the Rays all over Toronto to win that series and as I mentioned the Astros handing the Twins a loss sweeping them inexplicably this is Minnesota's 18th straight postseason loss. Think about that. That is their 18th straight postseason loss. The last time the Twins won a game against the Yankees, October 5, 2004. That's the last time they won a playoff game. 18 straight losses. That is essentially being eliminated and swept in seven straight rounds. And it's a tough one for the Twins. It's also a tough moment, of course, to be a member of, Of the Astros. And for more on that, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So Carlos Correa, who wears the number one because he was the number one overall pick in his Major League Baseball draft in 2012. He's got a lot of confidence. He's got the Keyshawn swag. wearing that number one out there. He's also been the number one agitator when it comes to people saying, hey, banging on garbage cans, cheating once if not twice. He's banging on the microphone right now like it is a garbage can, but you get it. They were going to be just run over by fans this year, except there were no fans in games. We might get some in the postseason. We'll talk about that in a minute. But after the win and the advancement, Carlos Correa essentially saying to his critics, look at what we just did. You got anything for us now?
2: It was a special celebration this time. You know, um, I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here, but what are they going to say now? You know, we're a solid team. We play great baseball. We won a series on the road in Minnesota so what are they going to
1: say now? It's time for Straight Talk, once again, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I mean, what do you mean, what are you going to say now? This round of the playoffs had never existed before. You won two games against the team that we just noted, if their life was on the line, they couldn't <laughs> win a playoff game. No. And your, your expectations are to win the World Series, not to win a best-of-three series with a, with a stadium that has no fans in it.
2: But not only that, correct me if I'm wrong, that was two years ago, right? Correct. Two seasons ago. Right. That you're You're so far removed from that, you might not have to cheat to beat this team that much like you said, wouldn't even be here if they didn't have extra teams in the playoffs. Right. You this that was two years ago when you cheated. It's a new manager in a new situation. Everybody know you did first of all, you got suspensions, people were fired. Like, come on man, stop.
1: The GM and the manager stop. lost their job. Yeah, just stop. Now I just it's, I think what people are saying is it's the it's the the story is such that to say that do you really think winning a series of this magnitude, which is essentially nothing, wipes away the fact that they did all of these things? No, I think that's, but that I think, was
2: two seasons ago. This is totally different, right? So now you want to beat your chest because you went out and you won a little three-game series. I mean, stop. And I, you advance now to the ALDS.
1: Do you know where they're going to play the ALDS? This no. is going to hurt you. They're playing at a Dodger Stadium. Oh, yeah, well— the cheaters are coming back to your house.
2: That's okay. They'll fall flat on their face. We know it. <laughs> There's some karma going on. Yeah, I was at Game Seven in 2017
1: World Series. Yeah, I was there,
2: and and I felt bad for my guy that's in Chicago now, Um, the pitcher that pitched Game Seven. Oh, for you us. Darvish, you Darvish. I because I was you know I was killing him, and then all of a sudden. You know, I might have been one of those because he had some issues. Obviously, his family was in the stands and and stuff like that. So I might have been one of those guys, you, I'm sorry, that was screaming and hollering. Maybe your family was around, you know. Yeah, same, just
1: same thing with Kershaw, right, during the show. What is wrong with Clayton yeah. Kershaw? He's had the back injuries, but I guess when you know an off-speed pitch is coming all the yeah. time, guys like that are going to rake. So we'll wait to see. The Astros are waiting for the division winner. We'll see if they get either the White Sox or the A's, and that series will start early next week at Dodger Stadium. And don't think that storyline is not going to percolate after, obviously.
2: We might not let him in the stadium. <laughs> Block it off.
1: <laughs> and we're going to see fans a little bit later throughout the postseason, uh, Commissioner Manfred did say. Real quick, the dream matchup for Commissioner Manfred obviously would be uh, yankees Dodgers, two big markets, teams chock full of superstars. Uh, the Dodgers could probably get there tonight to advance to the next round after yesterday's win. The Yankees are already moving on. What are your thoughts on those two teams? One moving on, one likely to move on.
2: Well, I didn't think the Yankees were going to move on early in that game. When you think about it, they chased uh they chased uh Tanaka in the fourth inning. He gave up six runs, and I thought it was going to be over. Then all of a sudden. The grand slam takes place. They start to roll from an offensive output. Now you look at them, they advance. When you look at the Dodgers, I think everybody, based on their team, as we talk to people like Mark Teixeira uh, or Buster Only, they, they explain to everyone how great the Dodgers roster is and what the skipper is able to do out there. Uh, Walker Buehler, you know, he gave up two runs in four innings, but our bullpen stayed strong at the end of the day. You look, oh, there's a dollar. End of the day, finally got me, huh? You look at you look at uh, Kinley Jansen closing that thing out. That was a question mark on whether or not he would be able to be strong at the end of games. He took care of business there. Mookie Betts has just been just brilliant. I mean, he he scored a run last night. He had two hits. I got to get Cody Bellinger going though. Mm-hmm. I know he had a hit last night, but I need him. I need him to get going because he struggled in the playoffs so far throughout his career. I know he was at the NLDS. Uh, I mean, the NL. Um, CSA winner of the MVP sure. two years ago, mm-hmm. but he's got to he's got to kind of I want to see a little more consistency out of him because I need to see this Yankee Dodger matchup for sure.
1: More LA sports talk on the way as we shift back to the NBA in his 50th NBA Finals game. LeBron James nearly had a triple double. Keys giving it to him. He nearly had a triple double. Yeah, you
2: give it to him. Take a rebound away. Pass it to the assist.
1: But why is he not on track, perhaps, to be the Lakers' MVP? of their 17th NBA Finals victory if it happens. The answer on the way. Shout out to our guy Mike Breen on the call LeBron's 50th NBA Finals game Mike Breen has been on the call for all 50 of them as the voice of the NBA to so many people Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance we'll talk a lot more hoops with VC Vince Sanity Vince Carter will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line coming up at 845 we want to get you involved in the show too. J. Will will be here again in about a half hour for his thoughts on on the finals. It's not our show, not just us three, not just everybody in front of the camera, behind the scenes. It's everybody that's always listening, tweeting, doing whatever. Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Zubin nation on Twitter. Who's more important right now for the Lakers, LeBron or Anthony Davis, 55% of you have weighed in to say LeBron. (laughs) including at willowwill987. He just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and said, quote, without Bron, <laughs> I like this is good. Without Braun, they're the Pelicans, which is interesting, of course, because that's AD's, of course, old team. Again, Key, J and Z, want to hear your thoughts. We did this starting yesterday, and there are thousands of people weighing in on this. Game.
2: Yeah, without, without LeBron, they certainly are a growing bird. There's no question about it, right? <laughs> be, that's just, they are, without LeBron, it's just not his scoring. It's everything that he brings to the table, Z. I mean, he, he he lends some of that macho, that attitude to the rest of those guys. And that, and that is the key factor in great players. Can people on your team feed off of you, whether you are scoring points, catching balls, just your mere presence? And I think that that is key for LeBron James. And I think that people don't give him enough credit for that because they say, well, he carried the team. They're just looking at his play. But those other guys have come along with him. LeBron has many times said he wouldn't be in a position that he's in if it wasn't for his teammates because they feed off of him, and Anthony Davis clearly is feeding off of him.
1: That's pretty magnanimous because I think the, the opposite is true. I don't think his teammates would be there without LeBron James. Now, let me ask you this. Take me inside the mind of a player. That's by another cliche crutch word. You've got a couple bucks on this yeah, set. So I want you to just throw that into yeah. the glass. I'll, I'll – Take-
2: <laughs> Take care. You don't (laughs) worry.
1: You got a couple more commas and zeros. You should be paying for me for a long. No, Um, take me inside the mind of a player. Game two, Nuggets series. AD, what's going on with AD? Why isn't he stepped up? Why isn't he an alpha? Why isn't he showing the grit? And then he hits the game winner while yelling Kobe. I know it's just one moment. It's just one series. It's not even this series, but when something like that falls and you've been kind of waiting for your Lakers moment to happen, how can that one moment has that one moment? kind of manifests itself the rest of the way. They dominated the rest of the series, won the series relatively easily over Denver, and he was awesome in his very first NBA finals game. Am I overstating that that one shot, what that might have done for his confidence?
2: No, I mean he, he probably always had the confidence, but a lot of times what happens is leaders like LeBron James will have off court conversations. That off court conversations may be simply, yo, let's let's get a bite to eat together or come to my house, man. Let's let's go and backyard and let's just sit up and talk cookout or barbecue well it's gonna be for me in california it's a barbecue for you on the east coast it's a cookout i got you um i learned that the other day (laughs) and so those conversations can be such as we need you to be able to do this because here's what they're gonna do to me and we couldn't get there if you don't do this and those conversations will help you build that confidence along with the big shot that Mm -hmm. they dialed it up on the side for you to take the shot when everybody in the stands were virtually in the stands probably <laughs> thought that the shot was going to LeBron and it went to A.D. And, and that's the furthest thing, because they actually needed a two and not a three. If he misses that, people would then say, oh, what a stupidity. What stupid? Oh, he should have did this. He should have just went to the cup because he probably actually could have just hit a two and been fine, but it was a long three, and he knocked it down.
1: On the other side, the Heat have some injury problems. Adebayo's got a shoulder injury, which may be a reoccurrence. I don't need to tell you how important he's been. He had the defensive play of the entire postseason. Laker legend Magic Johnson called it one of the best postseason shots, uh, plays he's ever seen. I'm talking about the, the block on Jason Tatum. I,
2: I don't know how – I mean, he didn't do anything but lean in. I guess when you're leaning into Dwight Howard, though – that's a lot.
1: Yeah, you're watching it here on ESPN Yeah, News. he really
2: just leaned. It looked like he just leaned into him. So it could be something that he came into the game with because he did not fall on it on the court.
1: Right. Spoel said it could have been a reoccurrence. And then you've got Dragic, who's got a foot injury. Uh, he, what, he's 34 years old, but he's been key. Jimmy Butler got banged up early in the game last night. As well, so um, when you look at it, do you say to yourself, "Look, I mean, if Jimmy Butler gets banged up, your veteran presence gets banged up, your young guy gets banged up, everything's kind of gone our way this postseason." There's a little bit of Murphy's Law at work here.
2: Well, look, man, they wasn't supposed to be here in the first place, right? I mean, even if they were healthy, the Lakers have too many veteran players that know how to win, and I'm talking about veteran guys that that you wouldn't even think of, right? Whether it's a Dwight Howard. He knows how to play in a postseason. He hadn't won a championship, but he certainly has been in many postseason games. Yeah, obviously you got the big two in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But you got an X factor in Rondo that a lot of people don't they they, they kind of know about playoff Rondo, but not with LeBron James on the field. But I if mean, that's your court.
1: nickname, if your nickname is playoff Rondo, you've gotten the benefit of the doubt.
2: No, you do, but but you gotta look at when Rondo's on the court with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, it just looks right. Because now LeBron James could be LeBron. He doesn't have to worry about facilitating. He doesn't have to worry about getting everybody else involved. Now he could actually get involved because Rondo is the one who is distributing the ball. He's the one that's setting everything up. And he certainly did that last night. And you could tell it was clicking and running smooth. The bench contributed, not just in a a, a point fashion. I'm talking about all the way around, from a defensive effort. I mean, they was out there playing some strong defense too, man. Let's not forget that. No, They were right. really out there defending, and I'm talking about the second unit.
1: No question. Game two is Friday night, 9 Eastern, ABC. And, of course, you can hear every single game of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. We should also mention the body of work argument. We talk about that so much in football, which we'll talk football here in just one minute. Week four of the season is tonight, Broncos and the Jets. Yeah. The Lakers won 52 regular season. I know. I know. <laughs> They're trying to build it up.
2: I didn't say anything i said. <laughs>
1: The Lakers at 52 regular season wins. Again, this is not an 82-game season, so it's a little apples to oranges. Uh, the Heat at 44. The Lakers were the first team to clinch the number one spot in the bubble. So if you kind of take a look at what these teams have been before they got to the bubble, and I understand the bubble's where your money is made, the Lakers have just shown throughout the course of the season that they've done a great job, and you got to give a little credit. For all the credit we're giving to Eric Spolstra, right? you got to give a little credit to Vogel here. I understand the Heat are banged up, but this is a guy that people said was hired to be fired.
2: Right. Let's so, wait. Not, that, not really. I think the hire to be fired part of it, Z came because Ty Lu turned it down. And then J.C. Kidd was kind of hired. And then it was like J.C. Kidd's there he's, too. Like, on the staff. Yeah. He's on the staff to kind of manage Frank Vogel until they get tired of Frank Vogel. That's but, what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. but But Frank Vogel's there mainly because of the defense. If you go back and you think about the Lakers, different team now. When Luke Walton had him, one of the biggest problems was the defense. They were horrible on defense. LeBron James was getting killed, K-I-L-T, about playing defense. It was always like, oh, see, LeBron doesn't play defense. No effort, right? No effort. Look at him. He's lazy. It became one of those type of conversations you bring in Frank Vogel. But it turned for me about Mm. the team because the big question mark was the back-to-back Clipper-Milwaukee games in the regular season. Before
1: everything got shut down.
2: Before everything got shut down. And so it was like – the Clippers, I think, I, I almost feel like we were three. Were we three o? It was either we were two o or three o down to the Clippers, and everybody wanted to know at full strength. Clippers, full strength. Lakers, will we take care of the Clippers? LeBron obviously went out there, did his thing. Giannis is coming to town. Big shoulders, long arms. MVP
1: crushed them, as I recall.
2: Smacked them and sent them back to Milwaukee. Then it was like, okay, now, now what? Now we're rolling now, and so. The pandemic comes and shuts it down. Now he, the conversation shifts to, he's 35 years old. There's no way he could have a layoff. And I'm like, off the groin that's injury. better. That's better to sit out, relax, chill at 35. And he's still going to be working out, but not working out at the basketball level, but working out doing basketball acclimated things to keep himself in shape at 35 years old. Then they get into the bubble situation and the Lakers kind of, you know, Clonker and J. Will and everybody else was sitting around talking about, yeah, they just don't look the same. And I'm like, dude, it's preseason for them right now. They've already clinched. They're trying to going through the motions into such due time that they need to hit the gas pedal. And then once they started hitting the gas pedal, it was like, okay. Then they lose the first game to Portland. Everybody's like, ah, I see Dame Lillard now. I'm like, man, just slow it down. You got a long ways to go. Yeah. Then they lose the first game to Nuggets. Ah! Yeah. You know, everybody start going crazy. And now you look at it. They're rolling. We figured, okay, they get to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat is young. Oh, what are you going to do with the zone? Are you going to be able to penetrate the zone? What, what's going to happen with the shooters? 50, 39% from three last night. I like to get that number up a little bit on the percentage side, more into the 45% type situation, and then you'll feel a little more comfortable. To 15 to 39, I think it was 15 to 38, that that to me is, you know, let's get it closer to even, and and, it, and I'll continue to, to say shoot those long threes like that. We'll go
1: right to the epicenter in Los Angeles and talk to our George Sedano that's coming up this morning. Georgie! At 9.30, Key's old radio partner, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. George, Vince Sanity, Vince Carter will join at 8.45. All of our guests joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Game two of the NBA Finals is... Friday night. As promised, we move from the NBA to the NFL with the weekend starting today. We were looking for some positive comments about Gase, but uh, we couldn't find any. So it was just basically Greeny and Keith keying off on him. The weekend starts today with Thursday night football, and the weekend starts today is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It'll be the Broncos and the Jets from Exit 16W in East Rutherford, New Jersey the Jets and the Broncos. The biggest question entering tonight's game, the pinata that is Adam Gase with Key and Greeny and everybody else taking wax at him. Can Adam Gase survive yet another loss which would drop the Jets to 0-4? Our NFL Nation reporter Rich Zamini who's been covering the Jets for decades, essentially says it's not out of the question that if Gase loses, he is a goner.
4: If the Jets lose to the Broncos, it would not surprise me at all if Gase gets a pink slip on Friday morning. The Jets have been bad and embarrassing, and a loss to the winless and injury-ravaged Broncos could be characterized no other way than bad and embarrassing. Publicly, ownership has been supportive of Gase, but in sports, there always comes a time where the owner gets so frustrated and just says, enough is enough, and I think if they lose, Christopher Johnson could be at that point.
1: Christopher Johnson is the team's CEO at this particular point, I mean, Listen, Samini just unloaded on Adam Gase, and that was light compared to what Key and Greeny uh, have been saying. I haven't
2: been that bad.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, look, we had, we've had we had guys here on the show earlier this week that have said, look, if you win, you can't fire him because it's a strange thing to do. Just play it out the rest of the way. Michael Kay said that, the voice of the Yankees, who has his own show on our flagship ESPN, New York Station 98.7. So there have been some variants of opinions. Um, but even Kay said, look, with the loss, you can't fire him. Let it play out get the record you get, get the draft pick you get. That's his opinion, but you don't seem to concur with that.
2: No, here, here, here's what, what happens in these situations for me. If you lose to the Broncos, like Rich just said, an injury-riddled team, that, that's just, that, that's not good, right? I mean, it's At not At home good. against a
1: practice squad and, quarterback on the other side. And
2: so, a practice squad quarterback on the other side. So, you you might as well start the process now. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting on?
1: The inevitable, why just wait,
2: right? Why just wait? So, you say, well... If you keep him there and he continue to keep losing, then you get the number one overall pick. Okay, so what? You get the number one overall pick. What are you going to do with it? You could trade it out and maybe get a couple more to a team that's looking for a quarterback. Maybe you somebody falls in love with Sam Darnold because a new head coach falls in love with Trevor Lawrence or or, or Fields from Ohio State. Justin Fields. Justin Fields yeah. from Ohio State. Somebody falls in love, so you package that up and move it and get a bunch of picks and all if you want to do it that way, me personally, if he loses, it's time for us to move on unless most. So when I was one in 15, first year with the Jets, first year with the Jets, Bill Parcells obviously came later on, but I, you could smell it in the air. Like Richie Cotype was not going to be around. We kept him around because we already had Bill in our back pocket. We already had coach Parcells in our back. We didn't know as a team. But I'm sure that Mr. Hess and the, the the front office they knew they had already kind of been doing their little meddling around and right. saying we're going after Bill and having those conversations. That's why Bill left the, the, the New England Patriots at the Super Bowl because that deal was already done. Mm-hmm. It, unless you have something like that and you just say we're gonna ride it out, unless there is a all of a sudden a Andy Reid in your back mm-hmm. pocket or something like that. Otherwise, fire this dude when the season is and when you lose this game. If he wins, you don't fire him. You wait till the next week.
1: Gotcha, Mister Hess, the uh, the late owner Leon Hess, which is a reminder. I have to get gas on the way home. <laughs> is,
2: is the gas station still around?
1: I think so. I don't think the Hess stations are. Oh, I gotta, okay. He, i was about to
2: say I haven't seen one in a while.
1: They were actually green and white, if you remember yes, back in the absolutely. day, the Jets colors. And I got I got to fill up. Maybe uh, I mean, what am I doing? I got I got to go to Shell, obviously, right? We're <laughs> on the Shell Benzoil Performance side. <laughs> what am I doing? Last note here on the Broncos before we get to some San Darnold conversation tonight. The Broncos are expected to start their ninth. Different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired, walking off a Super Bowl winner after Super Bowl 50, which Von Miller gifted him. got to
2: drive uh, John Elway crazy with the quarterbacks.
1: Especially with the way he played the quarterback position. Here are the guys Elway has been able to bring to the table, and this is why if Gase loses tonight, I mean, listen, listen to this list. I mean, this is like Kathy Griffin on the D-list here, right? Trevor Simeon, Case Keenum. Brock Osweiler, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, who is banged up and is said to be the future, Paxton Lynch, Brandon Allen, Jeff Driscoll, and tonight it would be Brett Rippin. Simeon Keenum Osweiler Flacco Locke is an exception. Lynch Allen Driscoll Rippin. That's all the guys since Peyton Manning?
2: Sounds like, sounds like DeAndre Hopkins' quarterbacks in Houston and my quarterbacks other than Vinny Testaverde and Brad Johnson. Fair enough.
1: Not exactly a great list for Denver. Let's talk a little bit about the quarterback situation on the other side for the Jets. We're going to get Rich Semini again, ESPN, NFL Nation, Jets reporter. On Sam Darnold, will he break out of his slump against Denver? Remember how banged up Denver is. Von Miller's out for the year. Bouye's banged up. Their defense is decimated. Rich, not particularly bullish.
4: I don't think he'll be as bad as he was last week against the Colts, but the Broncos have a pretty decent defense, even without star Von Miller and a host of other players. They're in the middle of the rankings in most of the major statistical categories, and Vic Fangio is an excellent defensive coach, and he'll throw some wrinkles at Darnold that he hasn't seen before. So I do think this will be somewhat of a struggle
1: for Darnold. Fangio, Great defensive coach, not great with timeouts, which is pretty obvious. On the other side, <laughs> we'll talk about this in a second. Jeff Legwold covers the Broncos and has for years and years for ESPN, the Denver Post, the Rocky Mountain News. He's been around the team for a really long time. On the other side, he says, if Darnold is going to get right, tonight is actually the perfect opportunity to do it. So going a little bit against the grain from Samini because that Broncos defense is struggling and so injured.
0: Broncos are walking the line right now. Uh, they have two rookie corners uh, when they're in the nickel on the field. So quarterbacks have gone after those rookie corners, Michael Ojimudia and Asang Bassi. Two young guys, they've played fairly well, but they are finding the quarterbacks are quick to locate them each and every snap. So the Broncos have walked the line of trying to add more pass rushers for more pressure, but also trying to protect, they're young guys in the secondary. The result has been four sacks as the defense, and they only have one interception. So, again, something to watch. Can they get enough pressure on Darnold?
1: Something to think about. That's our ESPN Broncos NFL Nation reporter, my guy Jeff Legwald. In one minute, why Keith thinks Sam will have a good game tonight and bounce back. But I just am reminded by one thing. Last, I used to work in Denver for many years. So last night I was. I can the tell you over
2: there turning all <laughs> giddy. <in. laughs>
1: we had the Nuggets. Now that's gone. The Rockies were going to make the playoffs. They didn't. And now. Well, the Broncos. So all politics is local. There's an old politician named Tip O'Neill that used to say that. All politics is local, right? We talked about it, whether your high school is playing football on Friday night or not. right? It always comes down to your individual community. So I was on the radio yesterday in Denver, and the host, Sean Walsh, said to me, he said, listen, man, what do you think about this team? I mean, Vic Fangio can't manage his timeouts in the Monday night opener against Tennessee. He's not wearing a mask. We don't have Von Miller. We got got Brett Rippin, quarterback in this team tonight. And I said, Sean, Sean, hold up. I know you haven't won any games. Bro, all politics is local. You think it's bad in Denver. Wait till you see what they're saying about Adam Gase and the Jets. So you have to understand your own level of misery. Sure, yes. the Broncos are struggling, but it ain't nothing compared to what's going on with the Jets. You think Sam IAM will bounce back tonight. Tell me why. Samini doesn't seem to think so, but you're more bullish.
2: Well, yeah, but but here's the thing. The the young secondary, as you mentioned, for Denver have been giving up the goods. And, and if they can protect Sam then I think he can find the receivers or, or whoever he needs to throw the football to to be able to get the Jets in the end zone and make some plays. One of Sam's biggest problems is his protection. His protection breakdowns a lot. Now, part of that is his problem holding on to the ball too long, and part of pro- the other problem is the receivers being able to separate so he can deliver the football to him Z, and mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest issues. If they can do that, then, yeah, it's a key.
1: When you think about what's going on, though, with two teams that have yet to win a game— and absolutely, I mean, this is a season saver. The stats say, you know, there have been teams, believe it or not, there have been teams that have made the playoffs with an 0-4 record. But the percentages are super, super low. I mean, is it too early to say that this essentially is going to put a wrap on one of these two teams tonight?
2: Yeah, a it's, it's a it's a wrap. They it, Both of these teams are, are bad football teams, right? And it's so interesting because both of these coaches were hired when you think they shouldn't have been hired. Now Vic Fangio's like, First head coaching job in like 30-something years as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Finally got a shot after they decided to part ways with Vance Joseph. I after mean, like, two years. After two years. So it's like. With those quarterbacks. They gave him a shot, but it does. it's just he's not bringing anything to the table. And I'm sure Elway sees that clear as well as Adam Gase with the Jets. He's not bringing anything to the table. So you may see two vacancies come December. You may see them sooner.
1: We got one minute, but uh, you're a wide receiver out there lining up for the Broncos, not Cortland Sutton. He's banged up, too. You're a wide receiver lining up. Your season's on the line. We got a practice squad, dude. I got to catch passes from on a short week to try you, to save the season? You,
2: you asking the wrong guy. I haven't been there in my <laughs> career, Z, where I had guys that, you know, you would think couldn't deliver the footballs that you would have to go out there and play with. I mean, I had Tom, my man Tom Tupa, right? He played quarterback at Ohio State. He yeah. was our emergency quarterback. Right. Also a punter, right? But... Yeah. but his main job was punting the ball. Right. Tom Tupa came out there and was dealing against the doing the Patriots. Now, he had no practice reps at all. What does that say? He had no practice <laughs> reps at all that week. You know, and then all of a sudden he's pushed into the lineup as the as the guy who's supposed to help us beat the Patriots. He he was I think he threw for about I want to say he threw for about two hundred yards that game.
1: Got that George Blanda going. We're going to He's, play quarterback. You know, We're going to use my foot I've a little bit. I've been there bit. before, man. <laughs> Much more NFL talk. Damian Woody at 8 Eastern. Adam Schefter at 8 Eastern.
2: Come on over Eastern. here, Jay, man, and get your jersey. Jay you know Will me? is in the house. Surprise,
1: yeah. surprise. Is it too early to call for this sweep? Jay Will weighs in next with the Lakers.
2: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate,
0: and
3: review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN
1: News, or wherever you stream your audio.